What's up, everybody, and welcome to a crazy Tuesday that's running more wild than my receding hairline. It's crazy. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Reminds me of a, of a video crazier than a girl's gone wild in the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh god anyway yeah. anyway uh so uh russell wilson to the broncos um what the actual i mean what the heck is going on there i mean is is pete carroll gonna retire now or are they just mailing it in i mean i mean, I, I am the man's what 70 years old now something. is he Holy he's up there smokes that i, I did just, not see that coming I mean, I don't feel like you restart your franchise with a true lock. So I would I would suspect that they probably draft a quarterback. Now I didn't think that beforehand, obviously, but yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's funny because you have all these mock drafts out there that are like drafting them or taking them having a first round quarterback, and here like that's completely flipped on their head. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even more so because I believe that one of the first round picks that they would have had, they traded to the Seahawks. So now it's like, what do the Seahawks need? Well, technically still a quarterback, but like, I don't know, because if you remember early, early Seahawk Pete Carroll days, I mean, what they have good running back, good defense. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mm. just don't know. And uh, I forgot who was quarterback when Russell Wilson kind of like took over. Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Yeah, because they signed him to that enormous contract. The man has made more money than any backup quarterback worthy I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, in all seriousness, though, what if, what if, okay, hear me out. What if Drew Locke is okay? He's not great, but he's okay. What if, okay, the Seahawks took some of that compensation they got and they traded to the Eagles for like a fourth or a third rounder, maybe, and picked up uh, picked up the old stash. Huh? Gardner Minshew, mm-hmm. game manager, yeah, game awesome. manager for the cheap, for the cheap. I would prefer him starting over uh, Drew Lock. Oh yeah. Sure. Now, are you saying trade Drew Lock for Minshew? Or are you saying oh, take one of the picks? No, just take the take, take like a third rounder or maybe two fourth rounders. I don't even think you'd take that to get mentioned. I like I see. Well, okay, so before the season started, I think last year, maybe before it ended, I seen scenarios where the Bears are going to trade Khalil Mack, and they was only going to get like a couple third rounds. So I would think it would take a lot less to get mentioned. I mean, one, it's hard to say because quarterbacks are always overvalued, but two, yeah. I think it's highly predicated on age and, and injury status. I mean, the audacity that I seen the other day about the fact that people are talking about possibly trading for a guy like Saquon Barkley, and he could be only worth a fourth round pick, but yeah, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, who's literally been as injured, they were saying potentially could go for a first round and some like, yeah. what, how Christian McCaffrey's older, smaller, and has been just as injured. Plus, it's already tied to a massive contract, whereas Saquon's literally on the fifth year of his rookie deal, and he's been hurting back-to-back years, but he's 25. I mean, he literally could get healthy and play the rest of his career without ever being hurt. Is that 100% guaranteed? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it could happen, and you just don't know. And and so I, I really just hate that kind of stuff. I mean, there's almost no chance that you draft a back as good as Saquon Barkley in the first in the fourth round. Uh, and you know, there's easily the same possibility that you could draft a guy 
in the first round that would be as good as Christian McCaffrey's been since he's only played like 13 games in the last, what, 32? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, I think the stat was in the last 32 games that he's been hurt for 23 of them or something like that. No, so, I believe it. It's it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Uh, so, as a Packers fan, <laughs> woo, $200 million man, man. Uh, holy shit. I honestly can say I was okay if we kept him, and I was okay if he left. And... With the deal reported four years, we will officially have like 30, what is it? I think they said 36 years of like elite quarterback play back to back. We'll have two quarterbacks in like a 36 year period. Whereas literally teams like the Browns, the bears, uh, the bills, uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, you name it, all these teams that have just not been that great in recent history will literally have 10 or more quarterbacks. I mean, the Browns, especially the Browns, I think I think before that even the Browns already the the last time they reported I think they did a thing where uh, since 2000 2022 or 2020 I think the Browns had had like 24 quarterbacks so they were having more than one a year which is just like astounding but um but yeah so thoughts it also, on thoughts it on also uh, frees up cap room they seem that they can uh, franchise tag Devontae Adams now yeah they did. which. I, I knew that was kind of their main goal. They don't want to just let them walk. No, obviously. absolutely not. And I think what, what you're going to find is Rodgers has a deal. I think what's going to happen is Devontae Adams is going to end up with a deal, and a lot of those other guys are going to end up with a deal, and you're going to see a team that for four, four of the next four years, you know, four for four going 100% are probably going to be a deep playoff run team every year. They're going to draft good like they always do. They're going to run the NFC North like they always do. I hate to tell you as a Bears fan, and we will keep track of this. This stuff is on file, so you can roll back the tape and laugh at me if they suck. But I would probably bet my left nut that, that they're the lose next... again in the playoffs. We yeah, already know. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Already yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a playoff before you want to get yapping. You, we you made just... one last year. Uh, wh- what are you talking about, little brother? What are you talking about, little, little brother? brother? If it wasn't for the Bears, the league wouldn't even be there. Oh, God, here we go. Why don't we talk about something a little happier? Hey, hey, <laughs> you know what? We won 85, and we're good with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just digging on old history for me. I mean, since then, we've won two. Uh, you know. Anyway, anyway, no, but in all seriousness, uh, first, first and foremost, uh, winner, Seahawks or the Broncos, in mm. your opinion? Uh, kind of basing around, I don't know, that's, that's a tough one. Like, the Seahawks don't really have anything else now. They kind of... Everybody got old on them and left. So I don't right, know but if I, they... but I feel like that's kind of the beauty. They have a bunch of draft picks. They have young talent already, and they're going to have a lot more caps since Russell. I left, think so. the Broncos win it for the fact that, you know, how good of a uh, quarterback Russell Wilson is and the weapons that they already had. I mean, they had Cortland Sutton. They've got Judy, who's going to be phenomenal. And I traded his ass for Tyree Kill in my fantasy league. <laughs> I thought it was a good pick at the time. And they've also, you know, they just signed Tim Patrick. They got Javante Williams at running back. Oh, I and know. I, 
I'm sure their they'll offense get... is loaded. They're going to be they're going to yeah. be one of those teams that scores 35 a game. But when they play against teams like the Chiefs, who also score 35, they're going to lose because you're going to have yeah. Chris Jones dragging his fucking nuts across Russell Wilson's face mask. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, but no, but in all seriousness, uh, you know, um, I think that on one hand, I think that probably it will really be dependent on if the Seahawks can hit because I think if the Seahawks can hit, I think they could win the, win the, win the trade. But I think if they don't, it's hard to say because they did get like Noah Fant and stuff. And so I think that immediately is going to be their best tight end. But on the flip side, Russell Wilson, who's already a Super Bowl winning quarterback, will literally probably have his best or like second best receiving core he's ever had his best offensive line. He's ever had a decent defense, you know, and he's going to, I mean, he's just going to have opportunities, whereas he had them in in Seattle, but I feel like they were dwindling. You know, I I mean, this is not the Seahawks of old. And so for me personally, like with the way things have changed, I think he's going to a better situation. However, what people don't think about a lot is Russell Wilson came into the year as like a five-year college player and all that. So, so yeah, he's only played for like, you know, 10, 11, 12 years, but he's, He's like 33. He's older than you think he is. And so that's one of those things that, you know, he hasn't taken a lot of hits. He's really smart about that kind of stuff and, and, you know, all that. But at the same time, like, it's just really tough because he's not going to have Tyler Lockett to bail him out. He's not going to have, you know, some of the familiarity or, or, you know, whatever else. And it's also just interesting because like on one hand you have the 12th man in Seattle, which is obviously one of the best uh, outdoor venues and one of the best field assets that you have going on. I mean, it's up there with, you know, obviously the Lambos and the Tampa Bays and some of those just for like the nuance of it and, you know, what it can bring to the game and what the fans bring to the game. But at the same time, realistically, I don't know that there is a venue that's quite like uh, Mile High Stadium. And especially, I mean, I don't know. Personally, I just think it'd be interesting with a guy like Russell Wilson who can extend plays and run around the way he does and stretch things out to literally be playing in a, in a stadium that is because of it being so high up and because of the air and all those things, like they say, Oh, it's, it's rare air up there and, you know, stuff like that. And that, you know, the thinness of the air, because you're actually in the mountains that you do fatigue faster. So that would be something that I would be really interested in uh, keeping track of as well. Yeah, I agree. That's definitely a good point to make. I didn't even think about the, you know, like the Airbnb thin stuff and the other teams wearing out and then him come. I hope that don't affect him. I hope it don't affect his play, you know, him not being yeah. used to it. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Like I said, it'd just be an interesting thing to keep track of because, I mean, you just never know. You literally never know. So yeah, Look oh, at- you know what? Actually, too, I, 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 uh, I already made this remark to you, but, uh, but yeah, the NFC East or not the, <laughs> geez, holy crap, the NFC West is now officially the AFC West because it's even got Russell Wilson in it. The best AFC division is the West. The best NFC division seems to be the West. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the West coast there, but uh, explosion for all sports, right? LeBron's over there and everything else. I mean, it's, 
just wild, kind of crazy. But uh, late, what is it? Uh, not Lane Kiffin, but uh, what was the quarterback who just, or not the quarterback, the coach who just went to uh, USC as well? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, from Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, or yeah, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley. Yeah. yeah, 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 yep, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the whole rest. So what's the thing on the Broncos, man? Look at the quarterbacks in that uh, division now. I know, I know. That's huge. Just the teams I, I, itself, I mean, like it, it, it's got to be now the most competitive division in the league. Well, you would, I would think. think. You would think. I felt like last season it was one of the more competitive. Oh, divisions. I agree. So I mean, for sure. Now I would. Uh, it's so good that division potentially is so good. I could see every single team going. You know, three and three. That's that's like unprecedented. You know what I mean? I mean, I think now with the new playoff setup you could definitely see three three teams out of four yeah no, i agree and that fourth team i feel like is going to battle for you know the last spot yeah yeah um uh, back to the packers uh it's a lot of money for rogers now is all that guaranteed did you read uh i believe they said 156 million of it which is, Man. I mean, <laughs> you might as well say all of it. I mean, yeah, like that's ridiculous. But so the thing is, like, they're going to franchise, or they did franchise tag Monte Adams. Um, each that goes up each year. I know they got Zadarius Smith. Is is either? Well, him and Preston are both in contract years, so that's kind of been the other. Okay, thing. They I, could basically... I didn't. I couldn't remember if they were free agents this year. Or if it was going to be next year, I don't know. Smith well, is the, the highest paid. The assumption is that they're going to be. The assumption yeah. is they're going to be because if I remember correctly, Zadarius Smith I think is making like almost eighteen million right now for a pass rusher, and he didn't play the entire last year, which is nuts. But yeah. at the same time, like I feel like they could rework his deal if they really wanted to. I mean, but but long term, like long story short, I think they could lose Z and they could lose Preston and take that money that they they would have had to pay and hopefully get a guy like Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas. And then draft an edge rusher, in my opinion, or draft two for that matter. I don't, you know, I don't care. Yeah. They could even take their picks and trade up to get a more premier pass rusher. Or at the same time, I would be perfectly okay with them at like 28, taking a guy like Devontae Wyatt, who I can't wait to talk about, or, you know, even Boy Mafe, who's I think off the charts as far as the scouting goes. And um, really, I mean, if you're ready, I'm, I'm, I'm down to get right into that too. I mean, I'm, I'm stoked, truly. I mean, the defense has put up some wild numbers. I mean, I even seen. Uh, did you see the cornerback who ran a four-two-three? Yeah, four-two-four-two-two is the record, and I don't even think John Ross ran a legitimate four-two-two. You know what I mean? Like when you when you compare them with the simulcam, I just always yeah. felt like his was like was inaccurate. I feel like they almost just did it so people <laughs> would stop looking at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, yeah, that guy. I mean, that guy who ran the four two three. I mean, he's legitimately fast. I mean, I watched him play. He's he's a he's a burner for sure. I think it's Justin Ross or Jalen Ross or something like that out of uh, out of Baylor. Maybe I think it was. I'd have to look at it in a second. But yeah, I can't remember either. But, but uh, I'm curious. Start, did you want to start uh, the edges today? Yeah, let's come out. Might as well, because it uh, seems like your best players in this draft are edge rushers. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I have line play for sure. Uh, edge rushers and D tackles, it feels like. Yeah. Corner, like, corners it, are strong, though. Corners are strong, though. Yeah, really, they're not bad. And you got really Kyle, Hamil the, uh, Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. He seems to be uh, 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and the, and the thing that's interesting is like, I think that, so like Kyle Hamilton looks really good. Uh, Trayvon Walker from Georgia looks really good. Boy, Mafe has had a fantastic uh, combine. Uh, David Ujabo from Michigan's had a pretty good one. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, he seems to just be falling every time I look, but he's, he's got great tape. I mean, we've talked about this. He really is a guy who's really has some fantastic numbers in my opinion. Um, Yeah. um, Real quick. I think a lot, I guess something happened or something come out about his work ethic because I was on my way to work listening to the satellite radio and they was interviewing him and he was talking about how, you know, people keep talking about his work ethic, but they don't, that's all hearsay. He's like, if you want to know my work ethic, come watch me. And He's, he sounds like a very intelligent person, too. Oh, he is. He's super intelligent. He's like part of the chess club and all kinds of different things. And he has been. And I think he I think whoever's going to get him is going to get a steal because I feel like he's falling. And you know what? You know what? A lot of people don't talk about is uh, Rashawn Gary. They said the same things. They said, well, he doesn't have a lot of sacks. He doesn't have the production for his talent level. So he's not as good. But you know, a lot of the stuff you do, especially maybe on a college is what they, the coach asks you to do, you know what I mean? And so, you know, they were saying stuff about him, but like, even he said himself, like, go look at the tape. He was playing, you know, in a game with 110 snaps or something, possibly on defense, for example, he was playing 91 of them, 87 of them. I mean, he's basically never coming off the field and he's tired. Oh my God. Terrible. God forbid. You know, like, I think seriously, man, Seriously, I think I don't know if he's the best edge rusher. I really like, you know, guys like Aiden and, you know, some of those other I I do really just like him. I mean, um, I even like uh, I even like my I was going to say my guy or I think it's Maje. Majay Sanders out of Cincinnati even when I watched Cincinnati play. I mean, him and Gardner and stuff. Those guys were the key components to that defense. Um, But but the point, again, being is like. David Ajabo, Aiden Hutchinson, um, you know, uh, Maje Sanders, Jermaine Johnson, Trayvon Walker. I mean, all those guys are good. Boy, yeah. Mafe, you know, I mean, really everybody in this class is, is, is decent, which is, you know, that's always why they're there. Everybody's at least decent. You know, I always like to say, oh, the NFL is the best of the best of the best, you know, all that. But, uh, but seriously, Kayvon Thibodeau, I literally watched him, I think his sophomore or freshman year in a bowl game where he was just like every play, he just showed up like on the film, just showed up. And Hey man, if you don't believe in him, don't take him. Somebody else will. And somebody else is going to get a guy who's going to be fantastic. He's going to be yeah. fantastic. And I'm telling you now, just like I told you about John Morant and Zion, everybody was like, "Oh Zion, oh Zion, so amazing." Guess what? Zion can't stay on the floor while John Morant is the new Derrick Rose. Nope, uh, wasn't a fan of Zion. Yeah, and I was a huge fan of Morant. Obviously, you know he yeah. he went to school like an hour and a half away from me. So yeah, I wish I would have went and watched him. Yeah, yeah. Kind of regret sure. it now. Ah uh, well, I mean. But, uh, but yeah, seriously, seriously, I, I get so absolutely <clears throat> tired of that kind of stuff. Um, so with, with, you know, going, going a little past that stuff. Um, I mean, who are you excited about? Who's like, whose combine was really impressive to you or whatever, as far as the defensive end slash, uh, edge rushing linebackers, you know, the edges in general, I guess. 
I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, he's a beast. Yeah, uh, he's really, re- a really good film, I feel like, too. Yeah, and he, I guess, obviously, I know he's from Michigan, but he said, you know, he'd love to come out and play for the Lions. So I'm assuming either that's his, uh, you know, favorite team, obviously, being from Michigan. I think he's from Michigan. Well, yeah, he's, uh, he's from Pontiac, Michigan, which actually uh, is only like, an hour Uh-oh. away from Detroit as well. So it's one of those, like, he's not just Michigan. I mean, he's literally almost lived in Detroit, basically, like just outside of it. So it's, it's oh, for sure. Okay. I, I actually was going to ask you about that. I was going to say, do you, do you think they'll pick him? I mean, they do need an edge rusher. I think it'd be crazy not to. I think it would be super cool. To me, it's kind of the Joe Burrow thing where, like, you're taking a yeah. kid who basically grew up in your backyard and probably grew up rooting for that team. And there's no reason really not to take him. He's a good player. He's worthy of the sixth overall pick, third overall pick, first overall pick. I mean, whatever. whatever wherever he goes, he's a fantastic player. Um, and I feel like, especially later in the year last year, I felt like he was coming on really strong too. So, If he's there, the Lions have to take him. Uh, it would be stupid not to. Okay. They okay. have – Wait, it's wait, best wait, of, wait. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What if – what if they have a run at offensive tackle or something and all those guys go? And what if you literally have your pick of Trayvon Walker from Georgia? You have Aiden Hutchinson and you have Kayvon Thibodeau all available at six. You still taking Hutchinson? Mm, yes, because I feel like hometown kid, he's yeah. going to give me, you know, I better agree. production. No, I agree. Um, but that's that's it. And I'm not. I'm not dis. You know, dissing the other guy's talents. No, I mean no. You, you're good. You're good no matter where you go. Right. But if I'm going to pick somebody, I'm picking the hometown kid who I know will be excited to play for his home team, give 110 percent yep. of it. Yep. And but well, as and far as like just say too, like just because he is a as a Detroit fan and he, you know, I mean, you know, our age and you know his age and stuff, and with his age and you know our age, literally my entire life the the Lions have basically sucked or been mediocre. So you can only imagine for his, it's the exact same thing in a shorter span. So wouldn't you think that if he's already a Detroit native, basically hometown kid type of deal, wouldn't you think that much more like he, it would mean that much more for him to be the reason that that team gets to be on its feet. Finally. Yeah. It, it, to me, it just means so much more. And uh, even like he, him going to Michigan, I remember he even said something about that, about how like it just meant more to him because he's basically from that area. Yeah. I mean, and I, I feel and like I, I agree. I think that's a truth. I think that's a real thing, you know. I think the Lions, they need to work on their defense more than they do the offense in the draft. They In the beginning, like when we're talking like best player available, go defense. Yeah. Because I know golf's not the greatest, but he, he didn't do – Awful, awful last year. I mean, no, he's, no, and I he's a better quarterback some, than some teams have. Yeah, and I think some of their offensive pieces came came on strong late in the year, like uh, St. Brown and you know, and, yeah. and, the, and the running back duo and all Swift. that. I think, yeah, I think they were, I think they were picking up steam, and um, so I'd be interested. Actually, uh, I do want to ask you while we're still talking about that. Even, I mean, what do you think about in that whole sense uh, of like Jeff Okuda? Basically, since they've drafted them, has only played like what six games or something. Like he's been injured a whole lot. If he can't get on the field this next year, do you think they cut him? Got to do something or trade maybe. him even. I mean, he's a former uh, third overall pick, I believe it was second or third overall pick formerly. So when they don't work out or you know kind of don't work to your needs, you gotta kind of have to move on. I mean, just like the Bears of Mitchell Trubisky, you know, took him number two, wasn't yeah. what we thought he was. It, it might just be the system, but you got to let him go. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, just out of curiosity, who, what other quarterbacks went in that draft? I don't talk about it. Uh, who, who do you think who do you think picked him was it maggie i didn't want him to begin with all right i wanted deshaun watson that's <laughs> you know, you who i want uh, you wanted deshaun watson you don't want patrick mahomes who's actually got a super bowl at the time no because i didn't know who the hell patrick mahomes was to be honest with you okay. i'd watch deshaun watson decimate the alabama in the national <laughs> championship game watched him all year and i was like i would rather have deshaun watson that's fantastic that's honestly fantastic. Uh, yeah, and yeah, so take away Watson's, you know, off the field issues. He's a great football player. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I'd be so, interested. I'd for sure be interested. Actually, that's going to be one of the interesting stories to follow now that we've seen the Russell Wilson stuff and the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Is Watson is legitimately like the last. He's like the last hope for a lot of teams. And the fact is, even if you get him, you don't even know if he's going to see the field. That's the no. part. Like, that's the crazy part. No, the crazier part is teams willing to pay like three first round picks for the fact that you don't know what you're getting. Wow, yeah. I mean, I, but that's like who's who's doing that though? Bad teams, bad teams, yeah. bad I mean, GMs. Teams, yeah, p- teams that need those guys and teams that are down bad like that are they're they're terrible. They're already bad, so they don't care about that. They're fucking they're they're literally picking straws, just begging for something to work so they can keep their job. You know? Yeah. Um, but. Back to uh, back to this. Uh, so you did your guy. You you know you talked about Hutchinson stuff. Um, I'm gonna pick a guy who's been projected to go to the Packers potentially, and I like him. I mean, first of all, there's Jermaine Johnson the second, and that's all right. And you know, Maje Sanders would also be a guy I would be open to considering. But I have seen Boy Mafe, and the interesting thing about Boy Mafe is he's got similar uh, combine stats and body size. Like Rashawn Gary was 6'5", 270 coming out, and Boy Mafe 6'4", 265 basically. So they're really similar. Their numbers are really similar, and I think the way they got Gary to perform, if they could do get him to have similar a similar uh, trajectory, whew. I mean, that would be two tenacious pass rushers coming off the edge. The biggest thing for me, though, is they just got rid of their linebackers coach. I think he actually – he might have went to Chicago, actually, which is the other part. It's kind of wild. I don't remember exactly where he went. Or maybe he went to the Broncos or something. I don't remember exactly, but (laughs) he did just leave. I seen that. And the the second thing, though, is that if Zadarius and Preston move – Whoever they pick up is likely to start unless they sign a Von Miller or something, which is another thing. I seen Von Miller uh, putting pictures up of him back in a Broncos jersey, and he said, should I stick with 40 or should I go back to 58? Uh, huh? <laughs> Would that not be crazy? Literally, the Rams traded like a, se- a second and a third or something for him. He- they get him for one year. He wins a Super Bowl with him and then goes back to Denver. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> hilarious. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that's like so that's like a Patriots move. Oh, the Patriots player, we traded him away and he just came back, you know. Man, I'm uh, looking at all the defensive ends in this draft and just like how many have coming are coming out of college? Good God. A lot. There are a lot. We well, gotta it's, think like like just this draft in general is so loaded because with the COVID stuff, a lot of guys played that extra year because they had it. They were given it by by the NCAA, you know. 
Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, so actually, uh, kind of getting away from the defensive ends, I mean, as much as we do love them and they are pretty amazing and stuff. Um, there is so, nothing better than watching defensive end around that corner and lay a quarterback out. I disagree. I disagree. And this is no? where, this is where we're going with it. There's nothing better than watching a 340-pound man who runs a 4-7 blow up through the middle of the line and put all that 340 pounds on your quarterback, Jordan Davis. My goodness. I mean, is it, is it not just about the most amazing thing that the two fastest D tackles four, seven and four, seven, eight, or well, so four, seven, seven, and four, seven, eight, both four sevens are both the Georgia D tackles. That's, that's crazy. The two fastest D tackles went to the same school, played at the same time, and played side by side next to each other. That's crazy, absolutely crazy. And NFL gave them a prospect grade of six point four three, which in their yeah kind of like charts will become good starter within two years. But I kind of I yeah. think it'll be faster than that. Yeah, no, I agree. <clears throat> I agree. I think they just do that haphazardly. Yeah, but, yeah. But so the Jordan Davis gets all the love, right? And I think he does because he's six six three forty. But again, we're going back to the Packers. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna make this reference all the time because it's the happiness, right? And I wouldn't mind hearing from you, except you guys don't have a first pick. I don't know why, but you know. <clears throat> anyway, uh, future, future. <laughs> I gotta I gotta get my shots in as much as possible. Um, <laughs> but but serious question: Jordan Davis is a freak, but Devontae Wyatt actually has a lot of almost the same measurables. Like literally, when you talk about the vertical, Jordan Davis, 32 inches, Devontae Wyatt, 29. It's really not that different, especially yeah. for a big man. Yeah. Jordan Davis, arms 10-3, Devontae Wyatt, 9-3. Devontae Wyatt's only 6-3. Jordan Davis is 6-6 as well. So again, like that's kind of to me, that's more about the height difference than anything. I mean, there is a reason why they won the championship. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. But I'm just saying like in general, like, like how many teams do you think want Jordan Davis who are like clamoring to him and are super excited, but Devonte Wyatt's like a pretty similar player, same age, basically a lot of the similar combine stats. And I mean, even like outside of those guys, do you think like, you think there's a big fall off or do you actually think that like there, there's a guy, you know, still in the, in the uh, combine or in the draft in general, that's going to be even comparable. I mean, I, is it is it one of those that those two D tackles go in the first two rounds and nobody else gets picked for a while, like the quarterbacks, or what do you think? I think once you get past those guys, you're going to see a lot of uh, like guards and you know safeties. I think they do start. You see more offense after that because yeah, there's not much. Yeah, oh, I would say that, I wouldn't say there's not much. It's just at that level. Right. No, I, I mean, I agree just because of, for me, it's the simple fact that, like, I think that for a lot of those guys, uh, I don't know, they're good, but those, I think it's the same thing as, like I said, for the quarterbacks. Like, those first two are just so much better than the rest that it's it's kind of like you're going to get away from them and it's just going to be – it's going to be two rounds before you hear another one's called. Whereas, like – the edge rushers, for example, I think you're going to hear like three or four of them each round almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's literally that many. Like, I didn't I look at these mock drafts. Loaded. I don't even know uh, Western Kentucky. They got an edge rusher projected yeah. to go third or second round. Yeah, no, for sure. They're loaded. Um, actually, another one that I'm interested for sure. 
uh, getting away from the D tackles a little bit is going to be some of the middle linebackers. And the reason that it's like the middle linebackers are really so interesting is because I think in our league right now, we're just kind of getting to a point where like you have so many corners on the field, middle linebackers kind of like an old school position. That's a little bit faded in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm just kind of curious to see some of those guys. I mean, some of them are running. I mean, like Christian uh, Harris is running a 4-4. Troy Anderson out of Montana State's running a 4-4. And, I mean, those guys, I mean, that's legit speed. Channing, Tendall, 4-4. Uh, you know, Malcolm Rodriguez, Brandon Smith, Quay Walker, Leo, uh, Chanel, all those guys are running 4-5s. Um, so those are all still legit speed guys. I mean, there's even some more that are running four fives, but then you start getting into the four sixes and the four sevens and stuff. And, uh, we even have a guy who ran basically a four nine and it's like, you know, how much are those guys going to really play? I mean, seriously, it, it just in, in 2022, I just don't know how much those guys are really valuable at that kind of speed, just yeah. because I feel like we live in a game where there's so much movement and so much speed that everything's about smaller bodies and quick speed right now. And uh, well, I mean, look at Erlacher. He was a, a safety in college and then he got moved yep, to middle. Exactly. Linebacker. Exactly. Do you feel like there's any guys like that, that you think that are gonna, that are that's gonna... hard to, it's hard to tell. I can't remember. I wish I knew what, I'm sure I could look it up, but it's like as far as uh, what Erlacher did in the combine. What did they have comp? They had combine back then, surely. They had something. Uh, At least pro day. I know they have pro days. The, the, all I can go back to on this page is all the way back to 13. So obviously they were. Oh. They started back in 03, and I think Erlacher was. Oh, it was like what 99 or 2000 or something. So yeah, 2000. They didn't. They didn't show it back then. Anyway, I'm sure you could pull up his numbers, but yeah. Um, four point five nine. Yeah. So. So, I mean, yeah, so you get maybe a guy like uh, oh, Devin Floyd. I mean, he ran 4'6". Yeah. Now, he's well, already like a linebacker. I said, a lot of those guys, I think a lot of those guys do have a chance. I, I just really think, like, when you start to get into, the, like, 4'7", four, 6", four, 4'7", seven, 4'8", four, seven, four, seven, four, four, you know, whatever. You know, like I said, just basically 4'9", four, four, at that point, almost. Like, I, I mean, we literally were just talking about Jordan Davis, 6'6", six, six, 340 pounds, running a 4'7". So, you really yeah. think I'm going to put a linebacker who's 250 pounds running a 4'9 out there? I just don't see it. I just don't see him. I think that's a guy that if you're lucky, he plays really good special teams for you. It's truly, I mean, not no disrespect to him, but truly, I just don't know that there's room for a guy that, that that's that slow. I mean, even look at the safety positions, Dax Hill running a four, three, eight, Nick cross, four, three, four, Percy Butler, four, three, six woods. Again, another Baylor guy, the Baylor guys are absolutely flying, which is nutty, but four, three, six. <laughs> I mean, Seriously, we are at a point where, like, I remember a couple of years ago. Do you remember when uh, Malcolm uh, Malcolm Jenkins was coming out of Ohio State at corner and he switched to safety because he ran a four five? And they was like, basically, yeah, you ran a four five. You can't play. You can't play corner in the NFL. Like, that was literally what, the, you know. And so they I mean, switched him to safety, and now you got safeties that are running four three. So I just – I don't, I just look at it and I just don't know. I don't know. I like what, I just don't know what the threshold is. And I mean, even Kyle Hamilton, that's the crazy part. Like Kyle Hamilton, there's a play in one of the first games, the first like three games of the year where he literally backpedals left, backpedals right, 
backpedals left again and then runs all the way right and covers the ground and gets a pick, which basically sealed the game. He ran a yeah. four six. He ran a four five nine, which is what she said Erlacher ran. That's crazy. When you, I mean, when you can read the ball that yeah. well, you don't yeah, you don't that's, have to have that's like why, lightning speed, just quickness. Yeah. Well, and that's why the combine's so hard to judge. Because like look at the other thing too, is like, you know, a guy like Kyle Hamilton, he's six four two twenty. Six four two twenty, Josh. I mean, are we not talking about him adding ten pounds and playing middle linebacker for somebody? We're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna talk about that, or we are, you know. It's possible we're edge rusher. Maybe not like right on the line, but excuse excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Derwin James. Derwin James. Mm-hmm. Derwin James. I'm just, I'm just saying, Derwin James came in at six three, two twenty, and he's basically a hybrid. Basically, a linebacker slash nickel slash safety. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just, I seriously, man. I mean, I've seen people that said that if, if, if it weren't for him playing defensive back, you know, just because positions like that don't seem to ever go first overall, that they said that Kyle Hamilton, they could see him literally going first overall, second overall, third overall, fourth overall, fifth overall. Like he literally could go to any of those first five or six teams. I mean, I've seen people say Kyle Hamilton's the best player in the draft. Really? I have. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him. I mean, look, seriously, look at his NFL has him rated as almost a seven uh, flat prospect, and he's a 90. He's an elite talent. Year one starter, it says. Year one starter, might as well say potential pro bowler on it. That's That's really what they believe of him. Went to Notre Dame, got to have the smarts to play there, so you know he's good. You got the tape that says he can read the ball, he can read his keys, he plays well. I mean, if he doesn't go to one of those first five teams and slides a little farther down to to another team that potentially has a better defense, I mean, I, I mean, actually, as a matter of fact, what if he slid all the way down to Pete Carroll? Seriously, what if he <laughs> slid all the way down to Pete Carroll, who just traded? Pete Carroll, could you imagine Pete Carroll with Jamal Adams and Kyle Hamilton? holy that is that would be automatically a top 10 safety duo literally kyle hamilton or jamal lewis could play either box or deep like you it'd be so hard to read what their defense is doing both those guys could do everything i don't know if they'll make it i don't know i don't think he'll make it that far i think the Giants will pick him up i mean you're probably right you're probably right if the, just J- saying, if the jets just, don't but yeah. i think the jets will go with uh you know well some people say sauce gardener is going to the jets which I would be okay with too. I would be okay with too. Yeah. Right. A lot of the ones I'm seeing is Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau, however you say it. I'm, uh, hey, look, I'm okay with that one too. Yeah. I've literally, that's the, that's the thing that's crazy about it. Is so many of these I'm like, okay with. Oh, here's like, one that's got Kyle Hamilton going third to the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. You know, I don't know. There's so you know, much actually, talent. There's so much talent up there. I mean, like, unless you get the, these quarterback needy teams making stupid moves to trade up, which I think I got, would be crazy. I got, a real, I got a real question for you. I What's got a real that? question for you. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Seahawks now have the ninth and the tenth overall pick. Okay. Could you see them trading one, if not both, of those picks to get either in the top three or in the top five? Like, like. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. Oh, the Bears have the seventh overall pick, by the way. No, they don't. That's what it says. It's Giants. Oh, that's also a Giants player. We don't have first round pick. 
Well, I didn't think so, but the, this mock draft simulator is saying you do. Yeah. Well, the Seahawks don't have the 10th either. The Jets do. Uh, I'm Jamal Adams, at, remember? I must be looking at an old one or something like that. Must be or not looking at an old. No. God, that yeah, feels stupid. Am, is, am, I, am I looking at a wrong? I'm not looking at the wrong year, am I? No. God, I hope not. That'd make me feel, <laughs> make me feel super stupid. Well, uh, one second. I'm trying to find it now. I'm trying to find a different one. I thought that that was correct. Oh, boy. I don't know what you're looking at. Uh, Oh, yeah, you're right. Giants have the fifth and the seventh. Good Lord. Yeah. And Seattle Seattle now has the ninth because they traded from Denver. And the Jets have the tenth because the, the Jamal Adams trade. Yeah. Good lordy. What if what if the Jets at four took Kyle Hamilton? Ha! Oh, what a troll that would be. What a troll. I mean, that would this be. is the mock the mock draft I got, Scott. I'm picking Kyle Hamilton. That's fantastic. That's so fantastic. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Man, could you imagine what if, and this is like an absolutely ridiculous thing that like nobody should do, but what if like Philadelphia at 15 and 16 took Wyatt Davis and they took, uh, and they took Devante, uh, goodness, I can't even think of the dang names, uh, Devante Wyatt and Jordan Davis. Got I'm, I'm mixing the names. Oh, good. Wouldn't that be hilarious? That, that, that would be, be, that'd be actually good. Cause you'd think they would already have chemistry. Like lo- like low key, you know what I mean? Like, hey. and and uh, they could they could always trade Fletcher Cox at that point too. Yeah, just saying, just saying. I mean, you got uh, at that point. I mean, you got to go. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of what they need. <laughs> they have A lot. Th- they have three first round picks, buddy. No, that's insane. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, do you do you do something like that, or do you just kind of pick best available? At, I mean, I really, do? I really feel like you do try to do something like that. Like at 15, 16, you take two two corners or two receivers. What if they took Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave at fifteen and sixteen? <laughs> Devontae Smith, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave as your starting three receivers. I mean, I get those guys are all like you know very young, but like those were three of the best. Like. 20 receivers in the last two years yeah three of the best best like 15 receivers in the last two years you know it'd just be crazy i don't know no neither it's It's, the draft's so unpredictable like there's so many times i've looked at mock drafts and i'm thinking oh yeah and then it gets to it and it's nothing maybe the first pick maybe the second pick that's and that's would you would you place bets that uh with okay so here we go right and we'll do we'll do this anyway, but I just want to do this too because I'm talking about linebackers real quick. Yeah. Like, what do you think the odds are that Nicobe Dean, who's the Georgia guy? Yeah. And like Kayvon Thibodeau. Like, what if okay, so what if the Jets at four took Kayvon Thibodeau or Kyle Hamilton and then at 10 took Nicobe Dean? Their defense would instantly be so good. I feel like under Sala, oh, I just feel like it. I just feel like it would be good. I could be wrong, but I just feel like it. It would. Be I think good. defense is what they need. Like they've got young guys, good guys of talent yeah. on offense. I agree. They got a young running back, young quarterback. 
They could use a receiver, but the receiver class is deep enough. They don't have to take one into the second round. Well, like, I mean, if Elijah Moore gets hit, if Elijah Moore gets healthy and Corey Davis stays healthy, they're not bad. I don't. Yeah, I would still and, see him taking a guy at thirty-five or something. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, oh, yeah, the like, second round, yeah, like, the second like round the, for sure. Well, and the thing is, too, with the Jets, you could literally still they could take a tackle at four. They could take a defensive player at 10 and at 35 and at 38 if they wanted. And then the rest of their draft could be like offensive if they wanted. That's the thing that's like, there's just so many options and you just never know with a lot of that stuff. But I, they need to get a tight end like badly unless they're playing on Simon one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it's, it's so difficult. There's a lot going on. So how do you feel uh, just kind of finishing us out here? What, how do you feel about the corners too, by the way? Corners? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was pretty impressed with their speed. Which, by the way, uh, we didn't talk about it last uh, last podcast. I forgot. Uh, did you know that this is the fastest ever combine? Like, as p- position wise, every position, this is the fastest ever combine recorded. I didn't, but like seeing all the uh, you know talks about the forties and everything, yeah. I could believe it. Yeah, it's literally the fastest ever grouping for all all parties in the forty. The receivers collectively ran the fastest they ever have the dbs collectively ran the fastest they ever have the o-line ran the fastest they ever have so i mean literally like i said the whole basically all the groups of the combine is the fastest combine ever it's, it's kind of a crazy thing to think about it's that strength and conditioning in college now that they go through the well i think it's thing. not only that i think that a lot of those guys had the extra year to prepare I do. I truly believe that. I mean, like how many times, especially in, in basketball, do you see stuff like that where a kid comes out and he's like a freshman or a sophomore or something and he's not that good, but like three or four years in, he's a stud. And you're like, where was this guy? And it's like, well, his body matured. He finally got like an adult, you know, a man, uh, an adult man's body fully grew. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I've seen that with a lot of Kentucky players too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was like, when I was just saying that I was thinking of guys like uh, Tatum, like Tatum, he came into the league and he was good. But have you seen Tatum li- lately? Like he's, oh my goodness, filthy, filthy. Good, good I mean, God. absolutely filthy. As we're talking, I've got a video of Kyle Hamilton playing. This dude is massive. Yeah, six four two twenty. Like I don't, think dude. I would hate to be a receiver that. running across that field and he's just sitting there watching and praying, praying to God I catch yeah. the ball. He's so he he's can put me back on the sideline. He's literally bigger than Cam Chancellor used to be. And Cam Chancellor used to take people's souls, buddy. He yeah. used to fucking take souls. He was the snow soul snatcher out there. And I mean, literally, like, again, just to quantify it, Kyle Hamilton is basically 20 pounds short of being the same size as Megatron. Megatron <laughs> running out there fucking laying the wood. I, I'm just saying, man, I really think he's, he's going to be legit. He's going to be legit. And I'm not a guy like normally I feel like safeties are weird because I feel like they don't get drafted that high, but I feel like when a safety is drafted high, I feel like Earl Thomas and some of those other guys, I feel like they're usually actually are good. Like when they start getting talks about being top 10, top 20, whatever, I feel like they usually are actually good. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, out of the, out of the guys, actually a lot of the faster guys that ran, as far as the corners, I really didn't think those guys were all that good. Like the fastest guy that I actually thought was like really good is uh Kair Elam, which is just another one of the Elam boys. There's about fucking eight of those guys in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think uh, I think he's one of the better guys I'm aware of. And then uh, Gardner ran a four four one, 
in my opinion, he's probably the best corner in the draft. And, uh, oh, uh, Sing, Singly, I think Singly out of uh, LSU didn't run because he's coming off that injury. He's going to run in this pro day. Yeah. He missed all the last year. He's probably the second or third best corner in the draft. And I only really say that because I haven't seen him play in a year. He could be the best corner in the draft. It's hard to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So now that we've covered offense and defense, who sure. is going to be your steal of the draft? Okay. Uh, you ask that, I ask you back. Okay. Okay. Are we talking steal of the draft for the entire draft? Are we talking steal of the first round? Uh, let's go first round. Let's... I think it's going to be Kayvon Thibodeau. I really oh, that... do because I okay. feel like he, I just feel like he's just, for whatever reason, he's fallen. I've seen him as low as like eight or nine. When at, earlier in the year during the college football, you know, during college football, everybody was like, oh, he's the one. He's number one for sure. No doubt. Number one. And for yeah. whatever reason, I've seen him fall to eight. I've seen him fall to nine. I even seen one where he's going all the way to 12, which I think there's no way. I think there's no way he falls to 12. But Rashawn Gary did. Rashawn Gary fell to like 12, 12 or 14 or something. And then the Packers took him. Yeah. So that I was, don't know. That, that was my pick too. So I guess I got to come up with another question. What player do you think will be taken too high? Quarterback. I don't, I don't I don't even care which quarterback seriously. No. I think I, I think I think they all are like Kenny Pickett. I, I think Kenny Pickett regardless of his hands, I think that he's probably going to not go to a great situation. Um even if he goes to Chicago, that offensive line's not very good. Or not Chicago. If he, even I was going to say, to, oh, yeah, I yeah. hope they don't draft. Even uh even if he goes to Pittsburgh, I mean, that offensive line's not that good. Yeah. Um Sam Howell, Matt Corral, like like I said, just any of those guys. Malik Willis, I really just I just don't believe in any of them. I truly mean that, and I don't mean it like I'm I'm all about all these young men. I hope they get paid. I hope they do well enough to feed their families and you know have a good life and blah 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 blah. But like like as far as just a fan and like observing, I just don't think any of them are. I think this is the worst quarterback class since like Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota were one and two. And those guys, people thought they were going to be good, and they they sucked. They sucked yeah. bad. Especially Mariota. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. I agree, man. Well, and the thing is, too, like, like even look at – you'd have to go back, but even look at some of those classes. I mean, do you remember, like, Luke Jokel and Eric Fisher? That was terrible first and second overall pick. Then you had – uh, like I said, Mariota and Winston, that was bad. First and second overall pick. Then you had Jared Goff and Wentz. Both those guys have ended up bombing. They started out good, but both ended up bombing. So, I mean, even even Jadavion Clowney, you go back to him as a first overall pick. He really had turned out to be a dud for like as athletically gifted as he was. And to play alongside on the other side, JJ Watt, who's getting double teamed and triple teamed. How do you not produce? How do you not? Just crazy. Yeah. I mean, even this year when he played aside from Miles Garrett, he still he still wasn't that impressive when he was healthy. So yeah, just dud. I mean, if Jamarcus Russell didn't exist, he'd probably he'd be up there for you know being one of the worst first overall picks, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. It's it's just tough. I I, I we we should do before the draft comes up, we should do like a top 10 worst first overall picks list. I think that I think we fun. should. I like talking about and looking stuff up like that. So I think yeah. it would be. I think it would be fun. 
And we don't have to de- dive deep. You know, we can go keep it in the 2000s or something. For sure. Yep. So, all right. That'll wrap up today. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in to our coverage of the NFL Combine the past couple episodes. Uh, I'm not going to make promises that this will be the, oh, we're going to switch from sports because we always say that and we <laughs> never do. Well, and just as a side note, <sighs> we may not directly cover any more uh, Combines per se but there will be pro days and we are going to do like we said we'll do one where we talk about top 10 worst overall picks i think we'll also in that one talk about like the top five of like each position that we personally think and then of course we'll start doing mock drafts eventually too before so there's plenty of football left to be done so yeah just when you think it's over it comes right back yeah 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 so uh everyone Again, thank you for listening. Please give us a like and follow on Spotify and Apple iTunes if you enjoyed the show. And if you're not, then that's your decision. But uh, yeah, oh, also, um, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Like all these times, it's been what, Devon, two months since we started this? Yeah, yeah. A uh, little, little over three, just barely over three, like, like literally a couple days over three. But uh, I will tell you guys, I mean, we don't need to get into the numbers, but we literally had goals set for like the end of summer, basically that we have already met. And it's right. that's, just, that's where I was going with it. Yeah. Kind of it's, that. it's awesome. It's awesome. Seriously. Uh, like every day, like for example, uh, the other day we were like at 20, then we jumped to 40. Now we're at, you know, 80 and going and, and then, um it's just it's crazy the way some of these numbers are like almost doubling in like a week and a half or two weeks you know and some of that stuff like i said we really didn't expect that and Mm -hmm. um and it's just it it just it's awesome it's a reason to keep going it's a reason to keep uh producing and we're having fun and obviously you guys are enjoying it so we're we did this as did this as fun and we did just didn't expect it to take off like it did yeah, for sure. But happy that it is. And we couldn't have done it without all of you listeners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, you know, side note on this, and this is not something that I can promise <laughs> is even going to come any, like literally anytime soon. This is just, again, like another project down the road. But uh, eventually, yeah, I think we're going to get like shirts and some other merch, actually. I think that that's going to be something we look forward to doing eventually. And, uh, and really I, I'm, I have so many ideas and goals of, of being able to create, uh, this large family that we're looking for. I mean, we're unrelated brothers. Um, you know, we're going to make this kind of, you know, it's our tagline or whatever else. And we want to bring everybody into the family. You know, you guys are supporting us. We want to support you guys. We want to have you guys be able to, you know, voice your opinions and tell us, Hey, what's your opinion on this? Hey, what's your opinion on this? Do a show on this because we want to hear your thoughts, you know, and, uh, we want to do that as well as, you know, potentially have people on, you know, if you're, you've been listening for a long time and, uh, you know, you could share some stories with us or whatever else. I mean, we're, we're, we're stoked. We're stoked for, we have, we have so many, uh, ideas and so many projects we're working on for this. And like I said, we have, we both are fathers. We both have jobs. We both have all that. And it's just funny. I literally laugh at the fact that sometimes I call Josh on his lunch break at like, you know, at a random time in the middle of the day. And I'm like, Hey man, you got five minutes. And I'm just like, Tell oh, this morning, this morning I'm working is like six 30 my time. And you text, Hey, can I call you? I'm like, dude, I'm at work already. Yeah. Like, it was, it was literally like 6am. <laughs> it was like right after I woke up and I was like, Oh, Hey. And, and that's just, that's just the passion. Like we, we literally, I just, I just have to tell you guys, like we, we really love it. We love the feedback. 
Uh, we love just seriously, just everything. It's just awesome. And like Josh said, uh, you know, we could not do, we literally, I mean, we cannot do any of this without you guys. So um, it's just, it's really awesome to be a part of. Yep. All right, everybody have a great day, night, whenever you're listening to this, and we'll catch you next time.